Hey guys, this is Vaughn Kohler, the co-host of the MF CEO Project Podcast. Andy Frisella is the MF CEO. Along with his business partner, Chris, he started Supplement Superstores and First Form International about 17 years ago. They started with nothing, and today the companies make more than $100 million annually in revenue. Andy is a motivator and innovator and started this podcast to give you the straight-up truth about business and life. So obviously, if you're hearing my voice and you've been listening to the podcast for any, any amount of time, you know that we're doing things a little differently. Uh, don't fear, you'll hear from Andy real soon. The reason I'm starting us out this way is that when we originally recorded this episode, it started with Andy answering a question from Christoph in Italy. And if you're listening to Christoph, grazie, man, for the question. It was a great question. The question was, what is the biggest mistake that you made as a young entrepreneur? And as you'll, you'll listen here real soon, Andy answers the question and then really gets on a roll and goes right into a pretty wide-ranging discussion on what do you do in your darkest days? How do you how do you embrace struggle and how do you press on? Joining us today in the studio is our good friend Ben Newman, who is a professional author, he's a speaker, and he's a performance coach who works with elite athletes and executives. You can check out his website, bennewman.net, and follow him on Instagram, at Continued Fight. As always, connect with Andy on Instagram. He's at Andy Frisella. He's also at Andy Frisella on Periscope. And for Snapchat, he's MFCEO-1. I'm Vaughn Kohler, V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R. Uh, check out the MFCEO.com website. And as always, send your questions to askandy at themfceo.com. So like I said, the content of this episode was so far-ranging at times that it was tough to figure out how to edit it. But as you'll see, it was so good that I didn't want to take anything out. Listen, take it to heart, apply it to your life. Andy is really at his raw, unfiltered best. So, without any other delays, here's the MF CEO. Uh, today we have a special guest who's a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Ben Newman. How you doing, Ben? What's going on? He is here. He's a, a professional speaker. He speaks all over the world. He's also a best-selling author. Um, ben, tell them a little bit about your books and where they can find them. Yeah, you can find the books on Amazon. And, and you know, really for me, Andy, I go get so excited to be with all the listeners. It's not about really selling books, but if you do want to check them out, Leave your legacy, own your success. They are on Amazon, but I'm just excited to be with all of you to bring out your best. Cool. And then, I'm, as always, I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler. What's up, Vaughn? Oh, things are good. Things are good, huh? Yeah, things are really good, especially with Ben here. You know? Your energy's so high when you say that, Vaughn. <laughs> I know. I got to be the chill one because you guys are like, you know, sticks of dynamite, you know, so I have to, I have to rein it back a little bit. Yeah, I got that. Uh, a lot of people who have been writing in feedback are like, man, Vaughn's really good because you start getting off on a tangent and he, he gets you refocused. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's necessary sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But it's a good uh, it's a good dynamic and uh, it's good to be here. I, I uh, You guys were talking before the uh, the session started that, that Ben's going to Las Vegas. What are you going to do there, Ben? I'm just going to completely just be calm, probably hang out in my hotel room. I'm no, sure. uh, definitely do some speaking out there, a couple of events, and let loose and, and have yeah. some fun. Yeah, Ben's, a, Ben's an attractive man, so I hope, I hope you don't get in trouble out there, Ben. I'm going to you know. do my best. Yeah, I'll okay. Keep, I'll keep it tame. <laughs> man, Vegas is tough, dude. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good for – I learned this lesson last year when Tyler and I went. Three nights in Vegas is enough for me. You know, I see mm -hmm. some of these dudes going out there for five, six nights. I'm like – Dude, I feel like I got the shit kicked out of me after three days there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we did do it right. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, I was physically, like, physically sore. I don't know if that says something about my conditioning or, I mean, were you sore, dude? Yeah. Hmm. I felt like that. I literally thought about putting a gun to my head. 
<laughs> Dude, the office after the uh, the the office the few days after we all got back was pretty much uh, worthless. So, what do you? You're I'm there for I'm there for 22 hours, and I'm worried that that's how I'm going to feel when I get on the plane Saturday morning. Oh yeah. Well, this yeah. week I'm going somewhere far better than Vegas. Where? Manhattan, Kansas. They, they, yeah, they, they got a great bar district in Manhattan. It's called Aggieville. It's the best place ever. It's fun. You, you spent a lot of time there. I did. I did. Uh, when I was a pastor, they, some people jokingly called me the missionary to Aggieville. So, oh, really? But yeah, because I stayed up late and talked to the college kids. You can have some great conversations at 2 in the morning. Seriously. Vaughn's the pastor that kept it real. That's right. Uh, I tried right. to anyway. So, But um, you mind if we start with a Q&A this morning? Yeah, we can do, a, we can do a questions. All right. Well, good. Well, uh, we, got, we got a great question. Actually, we got a great email from a guy in Italy. You know how we thought the Pope was listening to us? Yeah. It wasn't the Pope. It was this guy. Because I think at the time, we only had one person listen, listening to us in Italy. But here's this question. His name's Christoph. And Christoph is 17 years old. And he wants to ask the MF CEO a He's question. He's to do it, huh? Yeah. Okay. So here's the question. Andy, love your podcast. Really excited to listen to you here in Italy. He says, what is the biggest entrepreneurial mistake you have ever made? Or what's the typical worst entrepreneurial mistake that people make? Oh, this is actually, I think this is the mistake that, I mean, I've made, and I'll tell the little story about what I did. Uh, but it comes down to when you're young, you know, you want it today. You know, you want everything today. You want to be, you think a year when you're 17 years old is a long time, okay? And you see a lot of these people on the internet, especially Instagram now, telling these stories of, <clears throat> you know, I went from zero to being a millionaire in 12 months, or I, I see people saying, oh, I, you know, I could promise you if you stick with me or buy my program or do this, I'll make you a millionaire in a year. Like, it's the get get rich quick scenario, you know. Um, when you're young, that's very appealing, and you believe that it's possible. Quite frankly, because you don't have enough experience to know any better. Uh, so, definitely, the I'm gonna get rich quick type uh, mentality is the biggest mistake people can make. Um, there is no get rich quick. If there was, you know, you would you would know about it, and you'd have people just pouring out of the woodwork. It wouldn't be one or two testimonials or three testimonials from these certain clients that these people have probably been friends with since the time they were nine years old. Get them to say how they've, you know, made millions of dollars with the program. It's it, you would know. And a lot of these guys, when they get older, these so-called guru type people, they get to be thirty five years old and they've built a little bit of success or they stand behind their dad's Ferrari and say, Oh man, do what I did. And you can do this in a year. And then they try to sell you something. Um, there's not a product or, or a business or anything out there that can defeat the laws of time. All right. It just takes time. Time is something that when you're young or, and when you're young, uh, physically or you're young in the entrepreneurial process, it's something that you want to go ahead and speed up. So <clears throat> the, the analogy I use is like baking a cake. All right. 
if you want to bake a cake and you go to, to Martha Stewart and say, man, Martha, I want the best cake I could possibly make. And she gives you the recipe. All right. And the recipe calls for you to bake the cake at 400 degrees for 40 minutes. And you go home and you say, dude, fuck that. I'm going to go, I'm going to bake this cake and I'm going to bake it in 15 minutes. So you go up and you turn the heat up real high to 700 degrees and you put the bake, you put the cake in what's going to happen to the cake. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be burnt to a crisp. It's not going to work. All right. Um, the other aspect is, is I want to, I want to hurry up and I want to, I want to supersede the time aspect. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the recipe a little bit and then I'm going to go in there and I'm going to put it in there. And, and this is only going to be a 20 minute recipe. And you know, you pull the cake out of 20 minutes and the cake's shit. Um, I think the biggest lesson that young entrepreneurs need to know or any entrepreneurs is that time is always going to be a factor. It takes people time to become comfortable with whatever product or service you're selling. It takes people time to spread good word of mouth. It takes people time to accept your solution. And that solution could be a product. It could be a service. um, It could be a lot of different things. But it just takes time. And you have to learn to be patient. And and if you fall into the, you know, get rich quick, uh, I'm going to make you a millionaire in 12 months bullshit that's out there, what's going to happen is is you're going to spend – the time that you could be spending baking your cake and building your brand and learning the lessons you need to learn, you're going to get frustrated after 12 months because you're not anywhere near where they said you were going to be. And you're going to jump to the next thing that you think is going to be 12 months. And then you're going to jump to the next thing that's going to be 12 months. And none of these things are going to be working out. And then you're going to jump to the next thing. And what happens to most people is, is they spend their whole entire lives jumping from opportunity to opportunity to opportunity because quite honestly, they just didn't stick it out long enough to see it materialize. I think one of the things that I think about here and you talk through this, Andy, it's the when do people switch? It's when they face adversity. You know, I'm a big believer that for all of us, you know, our success will be measured in your ability to get back up one more time than you've been knocked down. So in your 17 years to get to 100 million from $7, I mean, how many times were you knocked down? Oh, I mean, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, dozens of times, like literally dozens of times where not like, oh, I had a bad day where I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking quit. I'm done. I'm going to fucking blow my brains out type knockdown. I mean, seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a journey that's it's tough, man. And it's, it's not something that could be done in a year or two years. I mean, are you going to see examples of people? Like, let's say now, like you see these tech examples, right? Oh, I developed this app and I sold it for a billion dollars to Facebook. All right. Okay, that's the exception, right? That's one out of a, a hundred million apps out there. But here's what it doesn't take into account. How many years of, 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 of training or, or dedication or failure went into building that one app before that app ever came to be? How many hours? You know, I guarantee you, you have 50 people working on that app that probably have 100 collective years of experience building it. So my thing is, is like, you know, and it's not popular, man. It'd be e- Dude, it would be easy for me to stand behind my fucking cars and my house and my farm and, you know, everything that I've been able to accumulate materialistically and, and stand behind it and say, look at me, I could do this for you in 12 months. Here's my program. I'm going to sell it to you for $1,000, blah, blah, and take advantage of all these fucking kids. But, dude, I'm not going to fucking do it. You know, it's not the morally right thing to do. Instead, and, you know, people may tune out because of this because they think I'm telling them it's going to be too long or too this. But... Guys, you know, when you're 17 or 18, 
I started when I was 19. So you're definitely in the right age and you're getting in that wheelhouse where it's time to fucking get some, some shit going. Whether that's a lemonade stand that you learn a lesson from or whatever. But the reality is, is now is the time for him. You know, now if you're listening, now is the time for you to get something going and you're going to fail. You're going to fuck shit up. Bad stuff's going to happen. But the reality is, is that you are going to learn lessons along the way that are going to get you so much further ahead. Dude, when I, when I was three, four years into our business, all my friends were graduating college and they were all getting jobs at 45, 50, $60,000 a year. Um, and I was making nothing, you know, I was making $700 a month, you know, maybe, uh, and, and these guys were the guys that were telling me, they're like, man, when are you going to quit that vitamin shop and get a real job? You know, when are you going to realize that this isn't going to work? And I'm three, four years into my, and you, if you don't think that I didn't think about that, I mean, dude, I see these guys getting new cars and, and driving, you know, driving around and like basically doing all this shit. I can't do anything, hmm. you know? And I'm like, man, maybe they're right. Maybe I should be doing something else. But you know what the thing is? Those are the same people now that are like, hey, man, let me know whenever you get a job opening, I can come work for you. You know, dude, you're going to have to realize that those things are going to happen. You know, for me, I mean, I could tell you uh, when I was, I think, 17 or 18, I, there was a uh, the Internet, which just started started getting going. And I, I fell for the get rich quick shit, too. I mean, uh, I, I, I read everything. I mean, I, I, would, I was hungry to, to know what people's secret was, you know, and that's why, like now when I say, hey, there is no fucking secret. The secret is just stick through it and do the work. I know because I've been in these guys' shoes and I know what the fuck it takes. Um, you know, I, there was a guy out there, his name was Brad Richdale and he was like an uh, infomercial guy. And like, dude, you older people listening right now, when I say older, like I would say like 35 and older, um, you guys are going to remember this dude because he used to sell like the How to Get Rich by Brad Richdale program. And he sold these programs um, there were like a hundred bucks and he's sending some books on how to place classified ads in newspapers. And a lot of people listening don't even know what that is, but they're basically the Craigslist, like in a physical paper. And it's, we're getting old that I have to physically explain what a classified ad is. <laughs> we're but, just a couple old guys here. Yeah, we are, man. But, but, uh, anyway, so he had this program that, um, was this before Google? Okay, and he had it, the internet, internet yellow pages. It was uh, the 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 I forget what it was called. The Brad Richdale Internet Yellow Page Direct, and he, it was like a it was a system that you had to buy into, and it was like eight grand to buy into, and then they like let you have a territory, and you're supposed to go around and sell ads to these companies to be on the internet, and. It was before, it sounds stupid now because everything's on the internet already. But like back then, the internet was a very unorganized place. And uh, anyway, you know, I fucking had a credit card. I put eight grand on it and I never made one dollar off of it. Eight grand, we don't have any money. It's fucking, I mean, it might as well be a million bucks, you know? And uh, I mean, I could tell a million stories like that where I let my my eyes get big and let my, my you know, get rich quick brains do the, do the thinking for me. And, uh, you know, I got burned every single time, hmm. and that's it. I think one of the biggest keys that you hear Andy say, and he, he said the word, and I hope it resonates with everybody and it stood out, it's the work, right? When you faced adversity, you went back to the work. I've got a, a dear friend of mine, he's a pastor, and I heard him give a talk one time, and he stood and he said, you know, what most people think is, is that you can just pray and everything's going to happen. And this is a pastor, but he said you have to pray, and then you have to remember you have to go to work 
Now let me share with you what makes this pastor unique is he's an NFL Hall of Famer. His name is Aeneas Williams. He played 14 years in the NFL. Dear friend of mine that I now look to as a mentor and a coach in my life. He's had a huge influence. You're talking about a guy who it took 20 years when he was a senior in college, one year after walking on at Southern University, writes down that he would become an NFL Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. So he's putting it down. He's saying, here's what I'm going to do. I mean, you're at Southern University, tiny little school, writing down a goal like that. It took 20 years for him to stand on that stage in Canton, Ohio, 14 years getting beat up, and then being a strong man off the field for them to recognize him as one of the 300 men to ever walk the face of the earth. But the key is over the 20 years, it's a commitment to the work. And I know it for you, Andy, that 17 years when you've got knocked down, you went back to the work because I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. And, and in hindsight, though, you know, <clears throat> I got to be honest, you know, I went back to the work because I didn't have any options. You know what I mean? I didn't have the option to go do something else. And and so by default, I always went back to that. And that's what's gotten me here. But now what I'm trying to do through this podcast is to get guys to understand and girls to understand that, you know, what I've learned through that time frame. You know, it, it, if I had known the shit that I know now, it wouldn't have taken as long as it did. See, let, let me let me challenge you here out of love. You did have a choice. You did have a choice because you could have quit and you could have gone to do something else because you had the friends making 50 or 60 grand. But it was your belief in you that caused you to say, no, I'm going to keep working because you could have quit any one of those days that you had the feeling, but you didn't. Well, you know, I, I think it all comes down to what your level of six, what, you know, when I was thinking that way, I never looked at that as a life I wanted to live. Christoph, thank you so much for your for your question. Obviously, Andy really enjoyed it because we we just took it from there and went deep into our. Uh, into well, it's our, a passion for me. I, right. Something that really fucking annoys me about the internet now is that Instagram, and I said this in my post. Uh, um, I just joined Periscope, and if you're looking at Periscope, it's at Andy Frisella on Periscope. Um, it's really cool. It's a really cool uh, app because it's live. And it's a live broadcast of like what your life is like, live Q and A, and uh, and I like Snapchat and Periscope better than I do like Instagram. And the reason for that is because it's live and you can't fucking fake it. And the problem with with what I what I see on Instagram now, and this is why this question kind of pushed a button with me, is I see all these guys out there that are trying to prey on this young group of kids, and they're, it's fucking predatory. Okay, you're gonna stand there and say, hey, pay me. X amount of dollars and I can fucking guarantee you're going to be a millionaire. Dude, that's bullshit. You know, and everybody fucking knows it except these guys who are 17, 18, 19 years old that don't have the life experience. You know what I mean? And right. I just, dude, it's not something that resonates well with me. It pisses me off. So actually I was going to say to you, I want to do a whole podcast on this get rich quick. I think I texted to you about the get rich quick thing yeah. being total yeah. horseshit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, that's why I'm passionate about this this question. Yeah, no, Actually, no, it's good. good. Yeah. Well, and certainly not trying to uh, steer us a, a different direction, but uh, let me just say this. Take a moment to uh, insert. Obviously, our website's themfceo.com. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your question, Christoph. Uh, it's obviously spurred a lot of conversation that Andy feels very oh, passionate. Passionate. It was a great question. Yeah. By the way, I enjoyed uh, interacting with with Christoph through emails. He was. I was telling him that uh, Italy had uh, great food and beautiful women, and he told me, you know, if we ever get over there, he's going to show us around. Hey, that sounds so, good to me. So yeah. So the, the motherland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so okay. You guys have already 
obviously the content up to this point is awesome. So Andy, you want to introduce our topic and which obviously all of our conversation up till now very well feeds into. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten a lot of emails and that's the cool thing about this podcast is we're going to have uh, topics that are practical business solutions, practical business discussions. uh, And then we're going to have topics that are going to be motivational. And um, we begin a lot of emails and, and one thing that I keep seeing over and over again through the emails is that <clears throat> people are curious as to like what we do when things get tough and what we do when things get really hard and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I thought that, you know, that would be a good topic for an entire podcast because I feel like that's such a common, you know, it's such a common problem that that people deal with is that it is hard to stay on course you know and the difference between people that stay on course um and don't is success and failure so I, i you know i think talking about a little bit about what we do on those days where you know we don't get out of bed and anybody that knows knows me knows i call those the tombstone days um what we do on those days where you know we see basically all of our dreams and hopes and wishes and goals go down the fucking toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, how do we stay on track when we have those days? And I think that's something that, you know, I've seen a consistent amount of emails. I'm summarizing basically ask that same question is what do we do? So, um, I thought we'd talk about that. Yeah. So what do you do, man? You know, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 try to pretend like I have some superpower that nobody else does. You know, um, there's been times in my life where, like I said, just a few minutes ago, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, um, everybody sees the exterior, uh, prizes, so to speak. You know, they see the cars, they see, uh, us doing cool shit and they see the atmosphere we have around here at first form. Um, you know, they see, you know, the big warehouse is full of product and business and going well and all that stuff. But what they don't see is all the shit that goes with it. And I think that goes right along with the get rich quick thing that we were talking about a minute ago is it's just very easy to to tell um, people that it's easy and get them to buy into something like that. But, but the truth, the truth is, it's not easy. Uh, You know, there's, there's times where for me, I go up and down in my mental state, um, even to this day, you know, uh, there was times, you know, a couple years ago where I was so stressed out, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, I ended up in the hospital. I ended up on antidepressants for almost a year and a half, you know? So, I mean, uh, to sit here and say, Oh dude, you're so mentally tough and this and that it's, it's not exactly that way. You know, the truth is, is that that the process of becoming an entrepreneur is basically you deciding to enter into a life of uncertainty, certainty, and being able to figure out how to deal with that for your whole entire life. You told me one time that people had this mistaken notion that when you guys were first starting out and you were slogging through it and making no money, that's when you had your dark days. But then after making a bunch of money, after all the success, you just didn't have those dark days anymore. And I, I know that that's not true. I say it's the opposite. I would say I was so much more carefree when we didn't have anything to lose and that we weren't doing that well because it was just me and Chris. Um, and dude, when it comes to just me, you know, I'm not a complicated person, dude. I'm cool if I got a pickup truck and, and a place to go shoot guns. 
Like, no bullshit. I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I think now I've got over 100 people and their families dependent on us. And when things aren't going well, you know, it means it's not going well for everybody here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I start thinking about not like me, you know, because, dude, I'll go live in a regular house. And like I said, it's I don't care about that shit. That's not what it's about. It's, for me, it's about being the best. Um, but when I see like business, you know, and we do have times where business isn't going great, just like any company does. Um, you know, I start worrying about the people who have dedicated and put their trust into, into us to lead them. And you start thinking about like their families and their kids. And I mean, dude, you want to talk about the fucking sky falling on your head. It's a totally different, totally different thing when it's not you. Um, I'm sure people with families can relate to that, you know, on a, on a different scale, but uh, the stress level now and the, and the worry level now is it's on a totally different level, you know? Um, as far as what I do on those days, <clears throat> man, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that you've got to find outlets that, that lets you get your mind off of it for a little bit, because when you let the negativity swirl around your brain, you have a, a tendency to create way more of it, of an issue than it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the reality of, of, of business and life is that the sun is going to come up tomorrow and you've got to be able to find outlets. And like, for me, um, that would be like lifting. I've always been into lifting weights. Uh, it's something I enjoy. I don't like cardio. I don't like eating right. I like lifting weights. (laughs) Um, so I go to the gym, I lift fucking weights. And I, when I lift weights and I come home, I feel better, but here's the problem is that when I'm in that negative zone, I'm in that sky is falling mindset. I don't want to go lift fucking weights. I don't want to do shit. I want to bury my head in the pillow and and sleep till four o'clock in the afternoon, wake up and eat, go back to bed. And so I think the I think the the thing is for me personally is that I have to force myself through the things that I've learned through experience that help break me out of that cycle. I, I got I got a question for Andy. What do these three words mean to you? Do it anyway. You know, I mean that's those are my words, man. You know, that's, that's, uh, I've got a, a talk that I do on that. Um, and I feel like those three words are the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't. And that's what it comes down to. You know, if you want to make it in life and you've got goals and you, whatever those goals are, whether it's uh, financial success, business success, uh, fitness, it could be anything. The difference between people that make it and the people that don't or those three words, you know, do it anyway. And that's something that it's very fucking simple. It's not something that's complicated. You don't have to overcomplicate it. You don't have to make up a new plan when things aren't going well. You've just got to get the fuck up, decide that this is what you're going to do and go do it. And that's it. And the people who fucking succeed, execute the people who don't succeed, don't. And I think it comes, I mean, I can't think of a situation in life where that's not the truth. And the moments, you know, when you talk to people and you hear them discuss their stories of what you're talking about. Think of the workout example you gave. The days you wake up and you want to work out. Man, I can't wait to get this workout in. The workout's okay. You get through it. Right. But the days you don't want to do it and you do it anyway, like you're talking about, those are the days where you feel a real sense of accomplishment. Right. So don't just think about the workout example. Think of all areas of your life 
where you can put things in different perspective, when you don't want to do it, think back to the time when you did do it, because we've all been through adversity. My opportunity to be with all of you is because of the fact I've been shaken to the core personally, shaken to the core professionally, been knocked down to the point where I didn't want to get up either, and I had those people in my corner to help get me up, to help me know, if you do it anyway, that will be the difference. And that's what I think is so significant. It's the mindset that you have when you do follow through and you do it anyway right. that helps you build that confidence that you can do it if you keep believing and you work. You just said something there that is extremely important, which is it builds confidence. You know, so many people look at themselves in the mirror and they say, man, I don't have what it takes. I don't have that fucking willpower that so-and-so has. You know, I, I don't, I look in the mirror and, and, and I see, you know, something less that somebody else has more of. And that's, that's the thing that you've got to understand is that that's all in your fucking head. You know, you do have what it takes. You do have everything, like you like to say, everything you need is already inside you. Everything you need is already inside you. And I'm borrowing Ben's words here because it's so fucking true. You know, it's the tendency of, of all of us as humans is to look ourselves in the mirror and say, man, I wish I had more of what that guy had. You have what that guy fucking has. You're just not utilizing it, you know, because you're choosing to go pull the covers over your head, lay down in bed and feel sorry for yourself instead of just saying, hey, fuck that, I'm gonna do it anyway. You know, for me, like this morning, dude, I've had a rough two weeks. I got, I got three weeks, actually. I got, I got super sick. I was sick for five or six days in bed. Then I had the busiest week of business that we've ever had. Then this last week, I was trying to recover because I was still sick and I was trying to bring it back. I hadn't worked out in three weeks. Today, I woke up this morning and I said, <clears throat> last night before I went to bed, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking working out no matter what. I don't care what happens tomorrow. I'm working out. That's it. Alarm clock went off this morning. I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't want to go work out. And I have this little voice in my head that, ba I mean, basically says, Andy, you're being a fucking pussy. Get your fucking ass up. Go to the fucking gym and do it right now. And, and dude, that's all. It, you have to train yourself to basically let that voice have some impact on you and not, not kill it and strangle it and, 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 you know, listen to that voice. That voice that tells you you're being a bitch that's the, that's the right voice to listen to, you know? And I think that people who succeed learn to, to listen to that voice who's telling you, you know, it's like the two angels. You've got the good angel and the bad angel on your shoulder like in Tom and Jerry cartoons, right? You've got, the, you've got the good one telling you, hey, do the right thing here. Do what needs to be done. You know, go do it. And then you've got the bad one saying, oh, no, don't worry about it. You know, you can lay in bed. No one cares. And especially for someone like me where I really don't have to fucking answer to anybody, it's very easy for me to say, hey, Fuck it, I don't have to go to work today. Listening to you guys talk, I wonder, is it oversimplifying it to say that what I hear you guys saying is what you feel is irrelevant. It's what you choose to do. You will to act. Like, because you, you said, I mean, I heard you both say, you know, there, there's days you just feel lousy or you feel like the sky is falling. But, but I consistently am hearing from both of you, well, that, no matter what you no, feel. No, no. I, I, think, I think that's the truth. I think what... I, what you, that's a perfect way to summarize it, man, because, and that's what I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to communicate here, thanks for bringing that out, because that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to communicate, is that, dude, we all fucking feel that way. All of us. Me. Ben. Vaughn, you feel that way? Absolutely. You know, there's, everybody feels that way. And the difference is, is the people that feel that way and then just fucking do the shit that they need to do anyway, versus the people who think like, oh, I'm a special 
little delicate flower and I'm the only one dealing with these emotions and blah, blah, blah. No, quit being a fucking pussy. That's it. That's, that, that's I mean, I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's the truth. Right. You're not the only one that feels that way. I feel that way. Ben, do you feel that way? Absolutely. And I, I think the key is, is that you have to limit the amount of time that you have with the conversations with that little guy or gal that's on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, in our work with professional and collegiate athletes, one of the first rules of sports psychology is for an athlete to perform at their highest level, they cannot solely rely on their natural talents and abilities. They have to understand the mental toughness side of what it takes to achieve peak performance. That's the same for everybody listening. It's the same for Andy Vaughn. It's the same for me. Right. And it's a constant work to understand how can I think differently? How can I shift the perspective to stay focused on solutions rather than problems? The more you sit around and you think about the problem or the reason why you don't, good luck being successful. But the moment that you choose, I'm gonna identify the solution, which is probably a behavior you've already had in the past, and you repeat that behavior when you don't wanna do it, that's building mental toughness. That will silence the voice. That voice will always be on my shoulder for the rest of time. But if I can build the habit to limit how long those conversations are with that voice, that's driving to success. That's driving to your peak performance. And, and with your experience that you've had with, with training people on mental toughness for, for years and years and years, do you agree or disagree that every single person in this earth has that voice? There's no doubt about it. Okay. Now, do you agree or disagree with this? The people that you've trained who have become peak performers at anything that they do, whether it be business, the NFL, uh, physical fitness, boxing, the, all these things that you help coach with, do, do the people who succeed learn how to control that voice better than the people that don't? There's no doubt about it. So would you say that that's the number one key to figuring out how to be successful and find persistence over the long haul? Many people that do what I do, and I, I have the same belief, is that until you tap into the importance of mental toughness, it's very hard to achieve your highest level of success. Right. Very, very difficult. And, you know, mental toughness, right, it sounds easy off the tongue. Let's just go be more mentally tough. But the reps you put in in the gym or the runs you put in to finish a marathon or the times Andy's been knocked down 17 years and you get back up and all the hard work, the phone calls, the business meetings, you got to put in reps with the mental toughness too. Right. You can't just defeat yourself. You have to power through and know this will take time. Just like your success has taken time, it will take time to develop that muscle. It's not overnight. It's not Andy or I saying, oh, just be more mentally tough and you flip a switch. This will take time. Right. And, the, and, the, and what you're talking about reps is, is the next time some bad shit happens to you and you're pissed off and you want to quit, don't. That's how you build the mental toughness. It's the same thing as being in the gym. It's the same thing as shooting free throws if you're playing basketball. The more times that you, it, it sounds cliche, right? Oh, every time you get knocked down, get back up. And it's like what every fucking motivational guy says on earth. But dude, there's, the reason they all say it is because it's fucking true. So every time, you know, you get bad news, every time you get a collection notice, every time you, you barely have a dollar to pay your rent, every time your girlfriend dumps you, every time anything fucking bad happens to you, that's when you have to stand up and say, no, fuck that. I'm going to keep moving forward with my goals. Dude, I can sit here and tell you so much shit about how, you know... I mean, it, it sounds pity because it's so it's so much stuff. Like I can sit here and tell you how you know I, we talked a story about how I got stabbed. Okay, sit here talk about how my face got fucked up and everybody looked at me weird for three fucking years. I can sit here and tell you about how we got robbed. I can sit here and tell you about every girlfriend that ever broke up with me because you know I, my my dreams were too big and you're never going to make it. I can sit here and talk to you about every friend I lost because 
um, you know, Andy, you're fucking crazy and all you care about is business. I, I dude, I, I could sit here and tell you a million fucking stories. Every employee that's quit on us that 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 said, you know, you're never gonna do what you say you're gonna do. Okay? I could tell you a million stories, not not a couple, not literally not a couple, not a hundred. I could tell you a thousand stories of shit that we've overcome. And to me, it's those stories that give you perspective to know that if something negative happens, you've been through worse. Yes. And I think that's the same for everybody listening. Put it in perspective. When you face a challenge, put it back in. What is what is worse that you've been through? I think about it for me. At seven years old, I watched my mom come to the dinner table with an IV stand as a single mom. My mother's dying in front of my eyes from a rare disease called amyloidosis. And my mom would make it to the dinner table to ask me how my day was at school. My mother was driven by purpose. And your purpose will overtake your pain and your perspective to focus on solutions rather than problems is huge. Now that's my story. Each and every one of you has a story. That's the story I go to. Somebody tells me no in business, really? I watch my mom come to the dinner table with an IV stand. She's dying. That's not so bad that I have to face a no in business. <laughs> Don't make it so bad. Don't build this skyscraper in your imagination. Andy's just telling you he could give you a thousand stories of adversity he's been through. You're not the only ones going through adversity. We go through it too. There won't be too many lulls in this conversation, so I want to take the moment just to insert a couple things. Number one, once again, the website is www.themfceo.com. We are getting lots of great questions. Obviously, there was a great question that started out this uh, this podcast. Uh, you can send your questions to askandy at themfceo.com. The other thing we want to mention, guys, is that we've got a lot of um, reviews. Uh, well, I should say we've gotten a good number of reviews. We, we haven't gotten as many as we want because that is critical to Because to that takes ranking. effort. Yeah. It takes effort to give a review. Right, okay? it does. And I'm going to challenge you guys. If you, I've had so many people email me and say, Andy, I love the podcast. Well, did you leave a review? Oh, I'm going to. No, man. Right. I'm not charging for this. I'm not charging you for books. I'm not charging you for anything. I appreciate you guys listening, but do us, do us a little bit of favor back and just take two minutes and leave us a review because that's how we can stay on top of our game, how we can reach more people. You know, I get these emails from guys, man, I really believe in what you're doing. If you believe in what we're doing and the message that we're sending from your heart, do me a personal favor and leave me a review and let me know what you think. Because the way that we get more eyeballs on this and the way that we could change the way people are thinking, which is the reality of what we're doing, right? We need to fix something that's broken in society, which is this pussified fucking mentality of people being weak and, and <clears throat> thinking that everything's going to come to them on a silver fucking platter. All right? I'm trying to fix shit. So if you believe in us trying to fix shit and you think this is something that people need to hear, please leave us a review because that's the only way people are going to hear it. Definitely. We have had some really loyal listeners uh, do that. And I have gotten feedback, by the way, just in case any anybody was wondering. I have heard that if you do it on your mobile device, it can be a pain in the neck. Just hop on your computer. It's really easy if you do it on your computer. Along with that, rate us and... Uh, something else that's really important, if you're on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast because that that increases our, our ratings too, which helps more people, like Andy said, hear about it. The last thing I want to say before we get to, back to this great conversation is that we all want to connect with you on social media too. So Andy's at Andy Frisella on Instagram. I'm at Vaughn Kohler, and I've been told to spell my name. It's V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R, at Vaughn Kohler. And Ben is... At Continued Fight. At Continued Fight. Andy's also on Snapchat, right, Andy? Yeah, it's uh, at MFCO-1, and then I'm on Periscope as well now, which is just at Andy Frisella. Ben, are you on, you're on Snapchat yeah, as the same Continued Fight, Continued as well. fight and I'm actually at 
VKO-MFCEO. So uh, yeah, we definitely want to connect with you guys. And uh, now let's uh, let's get back to this great conversation. I I know both of you guys um, feel the same way about how adversity can actually uh, be turned into an asset. And it turned into something good. And Andy, you, you started to kind of touch on that, but I thought, if you don't mind, I'm going to direct the conversation that direction. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's... You know, the perspective to be able to look at things and pull the good from them, I think, is a major differentiation point between people who make it and people who don't. I mean, if you talk to somebody who's, you know, not achieved the life that they want, they're usually pretty bitter about everything that's going on in their lives. And they usually point the finger at everybody else. And they usually have the same kind of story. And they usually have the same kind of beliefs, which is the universe or God or whoever doesn't fucking love me. Okay. And the reality is this, when you go talk to people who have made it, their perspective is, you know, yeah, the same bad things happened to me, but I chose to learn lessons from those and improve for the next time. Um, and it's just a matter of being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, what can I learn from this situation? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very simple. It's so simple. I don't even know what to say. Well, I, I I have a question for you again. So you think back to the time, and it really speaks to what you're talking about. The times that you've been not down and you powered through, didn't you learn more than the time when it was really easy and you had a great idea that went well? Yeah, I mean, that's the point though. Like it's never been really easy, you know? Like I could count on my hands, on one hand probably, whenever I, I thought something was gonna be a great idea and it went just like I wanted it to go. I mean, it's very rare. And I think that's the case for anybody, you know? When Did everybody catch that? Yeah. Did everybody catch 17 years, right? Because everybody wants to look and go look at everything that's going on and look how big the business is and first form is everywhere and all the companies. Take a look at what he's saying. Listen to what Andy's saying, right? It's never been easy. So if you're trying to wait for it to be easy, it may never be easy. Yeah. I mean, we had uh, just a talk an hour before we started recording this with uh, two of my three of my main guys and, you know, we were having an issue that we didn't have a solution for and I just stopped and I said, hey, look, we've been doing this for 17 years. Um, we've found a solution for every single problem that we've ever had. We're going to find a solution to this too. And it's just having that patience to be able to step back and say, all right, we can figure this out and we can get it done. But I mean, as far as easy, man, like it's always easy. I learned this from my father-in-law. It was, he owns a trucking company and um, we were, well, I've been married for three years now and dating for, uh, I don't know, eight years, you know, or been together total for like eight years, something like that. Uh, maybe five years. I don't know. Emily's gonna be pissed, but here's the reality. Every day is awesome. And that's what counts. But <clears throat> the reality is we were sitting at Easter one time and I was talking and I'm like, man, you know, I think I'm going to start buying some trucks, you know? And he's like, I want to, you know, I want to diversify my income, get some things going. He's like, you don't want, you don't want to mess with that. I'm like, why, man? You know, I could buy you know, I could buy 10 trucks now. I could buy 10 trucks next year. In 10 years, I could have a 1,000 or 100 trucks going and blah, 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 blah. He's like, look, that's the same thing as me saying I'm going to get into the supplement business, you know, because you've been having so much success with it. What would your advice be to me for that? And I say, man, it's not as easy as it fucking looks. And he's like, exactly. He's like, it's not an easy business. It's a very competitive, tough business. And he's like, I, I don't think that's something that you want to get into. And 
you know, obviously I took his advice because I don't own any trucks. But the, the point is, is that everything's easy from the outside. You know, it's always easy to look at somebody else's success and, 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 and say, man, you know, I could do that. And you can do that. But, the, but be willing to pay the price that's going to come along with it. Because I think that, and, that, and that's what I was talking about earlier with, the, uh, with the, the predatory thinking. You know, a lot of these guys stand behind their success and then they try to sell that idea to, to people who don't know any better. You know, that they're going to buy this program for 100 or 200 or $1,000 and make payments on it. And then they're going to be, you know, uh, on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous next year, or on Cribs next year. The point is, is that it, it doesn't happen. You know, I, I, it's just an extreme pet peeve of mine for people to stand. I think it's immoral. I think it's not, a, it's, it's immoral to do that, you know, to stand behind and basically stretch the truth to a point where you're making people who may not have an extra hundred or 200 or $500 to spend on something, spend it on something that's not true, you know, and, uh, the internet becomes a, <clears throat> a catalyst for that sort of behavior because it's easy to show the easy shit, you know? That's one of the things that gets me excited about some of the projects that we're working on together and, you know, putting together ideas and putting together a book and letting people know, like, this is tough stuff, right? It's not easy. I mean, how easy would it be for Andy, you know, a quarter of a million people following him on Instagram to say, hey, I got this great idea and here's what it's going to cost. And you would sell it like crazy. Yeah. But instead, we sit here and we brainstorm saying it's got to be real. It's got to let people know this will not be easy. It right. will be tough. And it's right. the daily action steps that you can take especially when you face the adversity that we're talking about that will be the difference right and you'll never get around that no. unless somebody somehow gets lucky or you win the lottery or something crazy you have to put in the work right and that you know that's the reason why people that do end up the one out of a million person who who does end up hitting it big quickly they lose it right away quickly because they haven't learned the lessons along the way that allow them to manage the money properly it's the same reason why and you work with the NFL guys. It's the same reason why guys in the NFL end up broke the second year after they're out of the league. Because they, that money, although they worked their whole life to earn it, they never really earned it in a way that allowed them to earn it gradually. All of a sudden, they're flooded with all this shit. They don't know how to manage it. And then it's gone. So, you know, the time where you're going up the hill is a time for you to, to master these skills of being efficient with money, uh, you know, how to minimize losses, you know, it, it, there's so much that goes along with it that we could cover. I mean, we're talking about a six hour podcast, you know, but um, the truth of the matter could, is, is, could that, I, could I inter yeah. interrupt it just because I, I know that we're going to probably move on a little bit and, and I would really, I think our listenership would really benefit from Ben, how you uh, think of, or how you refer to this whole concept of, of seeing the good and the bad. You talked about ref reframing it. Yeah, I call it the power to reframe. So, I mean, every, everybody can check it out for free. We have a book called Your Mental Toughness Playbook. So whether it's our, our athletes in the NFL, the PGA, boxers, or business professionals we work with around the world, if you go to freeplaybook.net, you can get all six mental training tools for free, a downloaded ebook version. I think you guys will get a lot out of it, but that's one of them. It's the power to reframe, and I learned it from my mom. You know, my mom would get phone calls from the Boston Medical Center. We need to increase medications. You got to wear joke stockings around your legs. Come have painful procedures. And we still don't have a cure. And you're the second woman under 40 years old we've ever seen or heard of having this disease. And my mother's response would be, would be to hang up the phone, call her boyfriend, Alan, and take my brother on a family trip 
to go to Boston to go to Chinatown because we like Chinese food and go bowling, candlestick bowling because we like bowling. So what my mother taught me at a very young age was we have the power to reframe. You have the power to shift your perspective. It's easy. Focus on solutions rather than problems. The most successful people in the world focus on solutions, not problems. Doesn't mean they don't have problems. No, but they see those problems as an opportunity. Bingo. Right. And they find the solution, they find the opportunity within the problem. So if you were to just take that little shift and the next time you face adversity, say reframe and identify the solution, it's a huge difference. And really, me saying reframe is Andy's version of do it anyway. Right. All you're saying is shift the perspective and do what you have to do to be successful. Don't just sit in a corner and cry and think somebody's showing up to that pity party. Right. Well, and that's, that's, that's the thing, right? You know, people have... You could tell yourself that the best stories, you know, it's you have these special circumstances, you have this, you have that, and but, 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 and they have something to say to everything that you could say. Those are the people that need to look internally the most. You know, it, it, this is all about an internal dialogue. I think what we're talking about here is, is your intern is mastering that ability it, to, to speak to yourself in a way that causes you to move. And when I say move, I mean execute. You know, do productive things. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about working hard and doing the work and do it anyway and, and all this stuff. And, and I got a really cool question uh, from my cousin. He texts me and he's like, man, you know, I listen to your podcast. It's really interesting. Um, I would like you to hit on the, on the, you know, what about people that work hard? You know, I'd like to clarify this. For, he's like, you know, a guy who pours concrete for a living works hard. He works harder than you. No question. Does he work harder than me? No question. A guy who paints stripes on the parking lot for a living works hard. Okay? That's a hard fucking job. No question. So when you talk about working hard, these people look at you and they say, oh, well, well, you're, you know, I work hard. I work to do this, this, and this. And, and yeah, that is fucking hard. But, the, but when I say, hey, you got to do the work or do the work or do it anyway and this and that, that's under the context that you have a plan that is going to be productive in the end. And I think we don't talk enough about that. We talk a lot about like, just, you know, quit being a pussy, do the work, blah, blah, blah. And, and guys who are, you know, maybe doing these, these hard physical jobs are like, dude, fuck you, I work harder than you. Well, yeah, you do. But when I say do the fucking work, or when I say do it anyway, I'm saying that under the context that you've thought through your plan and your, your, your strategy to grow. You know, um, the, the, uh, the, can, can I pick up on something yeah, right yeah, there? Yeah. Strategy to grow. Right. That means you have to know where you want to go. That's right. You have to put a little thought investment into this. You know, It's not just, hey, show up and work as hard as I can without any strategy of what I'm going to do. You know, that's, That makes no sense. That's like showing up at the Tour de France and, and pedaling as hard as you can, not knowing where the fuck you're going to go. It makes no fucking sense. You know? And so when I say, hey, do the work, do it anyway... You know, and we say all these things about working hard. Yeah, that's with the with the idea of fucking having a plan. If you're the guy pouring concrete and you're you don't have a plan, you're gonna be pouring fucking concrete and working your balls off your entire life. You know, your plan should be to move up the ladder and maybe start your own concrete company. You know, or maybe you know work your way up to to if it's a huge company to a point of leadership where you're you're leading a big crew of men and your life is significantly improved. And then you could teach the lessons to these guys on how to improve. I mean, it's not just as simple as work hard. And the, the example that he used for me is my cousin, he's a surgeon 
And he's like, man, I, I worked my ass off. I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to school. I went, I went to this. I, I became this. And <clears throat> now I can only make as much money as I work. And I, I'm, you know, and he's getting to the age where, you know, he's he's in his mid mid forties, early forties, where he's wanting to spend more time with his family. And my answer to that question is, well, all right, well, you need to figure out a way to roll your success into some other passive income types things, like real estate or other things that are provide income. Because if you have a, a career that relies solely on the amount of hours that you work, it's going to be very tough for you to like spend the time with your family in that aspect. So. It's about having a plan, man. You can't just, you know, don't, when I say do the fucking work, don't take that, like, you're going to go there and mindlessly fucking do the work. Because if you mindlessly do the work without a plan, you're still not going to end up anywhere. It doesn't matter how hard you work. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to remember, Andy talked about this earlier, it will take time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It, we, we can't tell you exactly when the success, is it going to be a year, two years, five years, 10 years? One of my favorite stories, and he's become like a, a little brother, a huge blessing in my life, is a linebacker for the Washington Redskins named Will Compton. I mean, he would stand out five years old, out in his front yard, playing football by himself, telling people he would play in the NFL. And, you know, what do little kids do? They, oh, yeah, okay, and your teachers say you need to have realistic goals. I mean, go all the way to high school, and his password on his ATM card, and if you're listening, Will, I know it's been changed, so you guys can't go get his money, but it was NFL player was his password. All he did was continue to believe. When the world tried to tell him it wasn't his time, sports hernias, when he was told he couldn't run fast enough and he would post his fastest time with a sports hernia, all the way to now, he's entering his third year with the Redskins. Last year started five games and had a three-game stint where he led the NFL in tackles. Yeah. He saw that at five years old but it took getting knocked down it took the adversity it took the hard work but it was his plan at five years old he had a plan he could see a vision of himself playing in the nfl and now he does so you have to remember do the work do it anyway but it's gonna take time yeah be impatient man let that mm -hmm. cake cook man mm -hmm. you know if you don't bake that cake for the right amount of time it's never gonna turn out the way you want you know and, and that's something that i think people consistently um don't consider, you know, mm -hmm. time is going to be a factor no matter what. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care who your investors are. I don't care how much money they have. I, Dude, I've seen people come to compete against us with, dude, unlimited amounts of funds. And then we kick the shit out of them. You know why? Because we've been here for a long fucking time and we take care of our people the best that we possibly can. And by our people, I mean our customers and our employees, you know, and people are comfortable with that name and they trust it. That takes time. So when you're a new company and you go in, you've got 10 or 20 or $100 million to come in and try to take a market, it's not going to happen. It's the same thing as like you see every year on Super Bowl ads. You see these, these companies that you've never heard of on the Super Bowl, like these brand new startup companies. And they try to throw all their money at these advertisements, hoping that that's going to build their company off of, you know, because so many eyeballs see it. But the reality is, is it doesn't matter how much Super Bowl ads you buy or how much advertising you buy if you're not allowing that cake to bake for the right amount of time. Because what what do you guys think when you see a new company on the Super Bowl? You're like, man, who's that? You know, and then, you know, five seconds later, it's out of your brain. You don't even mm -hmm. fucking remember who it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it, time is always going to be a factor. And that's whether it's, you know, I explain this a lot because we're in the fitness industry, but 
you know, we, and we have, we have uh, sales reps all over the country. And when we do our sales training, all these people are fitness people. And I, I, I asked them straight up. I said, how many of you guys think that if you eat healthy for one week and, and exercise for one week, that you're going you're gonna to have results in fitness? And nobody raised their hand. Okay. And then I say, all right, well, what about 90 days? And they're like, some will raise their hand. What about a year? You're gonna, are you going to totally transform your life in a year if you, if, you, if you follow the good habits that we all know to do, eat right, drink water, lift weights, cardio, all the, all the pieces of the cake, you know, all the ingredients of the cake? Or is your cake going to bake in a year? Everybody's like, well, hell yeah, you could take somebody who lose 200 pounds in a year. Totally transform their lives. All right, so what makes you think that you can do the successful habits of, of business success in seven days, or I've been doing it for 30 days or 60 days and it's not working. That shit takes a long time, you know, and I, it takes longer than it does in fitness. So when you think about it, that's why fitness is a pretty cool parallel to success because it's the same kind of discipline applied in a different area. You know, it's, it's, you've got to do that shit every day consistently um, or, or it's, it's, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. One of the things that's very common in the emails that we get that I noticed is that a lot of people say, oh, I'm you know, putting in the work, I'm, I've got a plan, I'm doing all this stuff, and yet, man, I'm struggling so much, and what am I doing wrong? And it, you know, it, it dawns on me that why do they think they're doing something wrong? Because the reality is, is that they should expect adversity. They may be doing something right. Str- struggle is part of the recipe. That cake you're trying to bake, one of the ingredients that you got to put in there, and probably the biggest ingredient, is a big old motherfucking scoop of struggle. You put that in your cake, and and if you don't if you don't put a big ass scoop in that cake, it ain't ever gonna bake. That's part of the process. Right. And the reason people think they're doing something wrong is because all you fucking see on TV is the fucking Kardashians or fucking you know the the redneck couple that won the lottery. You know you the the dude. Because, dude, doing the work for a long fucking time isn't sexy. That, that story's never told. You know, all you see on late night TV is the dudes that, you know, oh, I got rich in one year doing this. Buy my shit. Come on, man. That's what we're fed. That's what society fucking feeds us. You know what they also feed us? They feed us success isn't for you. Success right. is for the other guy. You know, you, 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 Vaughn, you're meant to be blue collar. You go over there and pour fucking concrete. Shut the fuck up. You know, success is for you. You know, you go travel around the world and speak to everybody and, and uh, you know, make millions of dollars being an expert. But it ain't for you. Go over there and pour concrete. Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's the story society fucking tells us. And nothing against guys that pour concrete because I fucking did that my whole entire life growing up all through high school. That's a hard motherfucking job. Okay? But the reality is, is most people growing up are told that's all they're ever going to fucking be, which is why... They think whenever they jump into something new and they start struggling that it's not for them because they remember all those people telling them like, hey, you know, that's really, you know, that's for other guys. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's for, you know, success breeds success, you know, and they tell them all these fucking little things that, are, that, that you believe. And then all of a sudden when it's hard for you, you tell yourself a story. Well, I guess it's not meant for me. I guess all those people were right. You know, I guess... Uh, I guess I should go do something I hate my whole entire life and dread waking up and, um, you know, want to blow my fucking brains out every day of my life because that's what I was meant to do. Yeah. It's easy to buy that story from yourself. You know, gentlemen, it is going to be really, really hard naming this podcast episode because we've covered a lot of territory 
Andy, uh, why don't you wrap us up? We've got a lot of good things that we've talked about, but bring us home. Yeah, guys. I mean, look, <clears throat> two points to this podcast. One, you guys are far better and capable of doing things than you have been taught that you have been told your whole entire life is the truth, okay? You guys are not meant to be a cog in a wheel. People are gonna tell you that, it's not the truth, okay? You have to realize that that guy that you tell yourself has it easier or doesn't have to deal with the stress that you have or all of that stuff, you have to look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I'm fucking lying to myself right now. I'm justifying my lack of motivation right now with excuses as to why I'm not gonna do it. And that's, when you control that conversation and you realize, no, that shit is meant for me. And I am gonna fucking do that. That's when your life changes from being somebody who's accepting what life gives you to somebody who's taking what you quote, quite honestly deserve at that point in time. It's a big difference in the way that you're, you know, you go from being like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this little piece of cake and be happy with it and shut the fuck up in the corner to being like, no, motherfucker, give me that whole cake because that's what I want, okay? Number two, <clears throat> realize that it is hard for everybody. It's not just hard for you. It's not just hard for your neighbor. It's not just hard for, you know, whoever else. It's hard for fucking everybody. Dude, I, I get up in the mirror and I look myself in the eye every day and I'm like, fuck, dude, this shit's hard. I don't know if I want to do this shit. And you know what I do? I put my shit on. I go do it anyway. That's it. It's not that hard. You know, so I think that, you know, being honest with yourself and realizing that, yeah, we all have our own challenges and we all have this and that. And being able to look at other people when shit is bad and say, that guy's got it way worse than me and he's still getting it done. You know, because there's a lot of people in the world that you can look at and say, that guy's got it way worse or had it way worse and he's still getting it fucking done. You know, I, I don't know what else to tell anybody because we have covered a lot of shit here. Um, you know... I mean, what do you have? What's that? What do you have to bring us out here? To bring us out? Yeah. Three words. Do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if you really want to know what you what you're going to title this, do it anyway. You know, I think sometimes it's you know that's Andy's message. So does he want to just? But that's it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's really not any more complicated. And and you know, people are always going to look themselves in the mirror and they're going to say, man, you know, I've got this special circumstance or that special circumstance or this handicap or this sickness or this or that or this or this, this, blah, 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 blah. And so-and-so has it easier. Switching from the mindset of so-and-so has it easier to the other side and saying so-and-so has it tougher and they're still getting it done is going to be the difference between you being able to control that mental conversation where you don't want to do shit and being able to control it and say, you know what? I'm being a bitch. I'm going to go do that shit. And that's what it comes down to. And anybody who wants to tell you anything different in terms of like, oh, this is easy and anybody can do it and blah, 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 dude, they're full of shit. It's a choice to accept that mindset and want to change. No and question. I can tell you from, you know, the amazing response and crowd at Summer Smash, which was incredible. And for those of you that weren't here, we'll see it next year. Yeah. But when you said do it anyway, and then you go look on Andy's Instagram, look at the comments, people pound do it anyway. People talking about do it. Those are people who accepted the challenge. 
So this is a choice for you, and that's what Andy has shared. It's a difference in perspective, it's a different thinking. If you're willing to think differently and do it anyway, just like it's been a difference for Andy over 17 years, it can be the difference for you. Yeah, it, ma it, makes, it makes your potential for greatness become unlimited. And it makes you realize that, you know? Um, guys, I just think that, you know, it's almost silly that we're even doing this podcast because this shit is so simple. But, you know, when, when you wake up in the morning and you don't want to do shit, or when you go, you know, you come home and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore and blah, blah, blah. It's the difference between what you tell yourself and what you accept the truth that's going to make it or break it for you. You know, and I've got that little voice in my head, just like all of you guys who says, man, this isn't worth it. It's too hard, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure there's people out there being like, yeah, motherfucker, you drove to your podcast in a Rolls Royce. You know, how's it too hard for you? Well, you have no fucking clue what it took to get to that point. And you know what it took to get to that point? It took a long time of me basically when that little voice starts saying, man, you know, you ought to quit. It took a long time of me saying, fuck you. I'm not quitting. And that's what you got to learn to tell yourself. Period. And with that, we're done. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. TheMFCEO.com is where you'll find us online. If you have a question for Andy, ask Andy at TheMFCEO.com. We appreciate it. Leave us a review. Whoa!